Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. I just realised I didn't barricade my door for my oh. seven-year-old, so he might burst in at some point. <laughs> oh, we'll have a, um, a surprise cameo. Yeah. <laughs> I have a list of things that I do, and I always forget some of them. And it's like, I've, that's the sort of mother I am. I've always been that sort of mother, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. When I used to go to the mother group when they were babies. They were those mothers that just always had everything. And I was really grateful for them because I'd always forgotten something. <laughs> something that I didn't have, some baby wipes. Or, <laughs> and I just thought, God, I, you know, I remembered 15 things. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Five, you know, I forgot. So. I was always that mother that was a hot mess. <laughs> I was I was always late for everything, you know. I was always running around with, you know, kids running this way, you know, and I was look, I'm doing my best. We're here, we're alive. So yeah. I mean, people shouldn't expect you to be on time when you've got small children. No, no mothers, you know, and life they're very flexible. Yeah, and, you know, and life isn't perfect, you know, and, and you know, God bless those women who are able to be that, you know, they're, they're juggling it all, you know, God bless them. I'm not them. I can't. <laughs> I try. Right. Well, I, am. When I, try, I did juggle I a lot. But I don't, I don't think I, think I really try. <laughs> yeah. I was always kind of like, you know, it is, you know, kind of, I'm it's here. Not, it's not who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a free spirit. <laughs> all right i do see us i'm gonna to share to um let people know that we are live as well really yeah, quickly I forgot, so. to say, I forgot to say on the, my facebook i did as well but you know that's okay we'll let them know right now what we need is facebook to just do it automatically for us yeah and that's you can feature, yeah? you can schedule posts but you can't schedule lives apparently <laughs> could you schedule a post that just went every monday just say do this every monday I don't know. I don't think you can. I'm not sure if you can. That. I'm not sure if you can schedule it repeatedly. No, but you can easy. go on and you can schedule like if you're thinking about it on Sunday. You know, like oh, gonna want to let everybody know I'm going live and at this time, and then you can post it to go. You know, to go out. But I'm not sure. I can't remember the last time I checked if their option was there. I haven't seen that one. That would be sort of like having a secretary. That would be great. It would be great. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fantastic. I might need a secretary soon. <laughs> well, I think you can get online ones now, can't you? People that do it remotely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the um, the younger generation, you know, the 20-somethings, they are uh, they're doing all of that now for people. They're really handling all the social media. I know my son just got offered a position to help my husband does website design um, in uh, – in conjunction with what he already does for his company, but he also does a lot of website and advertisements. And so he does websites for people and they wanted to uh, hire my son to be like their social media. Um, you know, that's a thing. That's a, that's a position. <laughs> like, did he do your website for you? He did. Yes. Well, him and I, um, I learned, I have learned, a, thank you. I've learned a lot from my husband. So I have done, he kind of helped me and I did, I did Magical Me and I did Oracles of the Light. Oh, yeah. Benji loves your website. So anybody who hasn't seen, um, it's Magic- Magical, Magical Me. Me. 
magical me with magical with a k it's flying about and it's just so pretty but you're just like oh that's lovely mommy look at that oh i love that i love that oh that's wonderful that's so cute that he saw it and that he loves it yeah he also loved your dog going making all those noises (laughs) aura oh my goodness she is something it's like it's funny because I say, you know, my, my daughter just turned 18. My son just turned 21. Both are done with school now. And I have this little sassy puppy. You know, I have two dogs, but she's the sassy one. And she just back talks me and tells me what she wants when she wants it. And, you know, I give it to her. <laughs> so She's like your Benji, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I, speaking of social media public publicist there, I saw his photo that you posted. It was adorable. <laughs> oh, the one, the one with the comment. Yes. Yeah, maybe, I'll, maybe I should put that on the Rachel Goodwin. I couldn't understand. <laughs> I couldn't understand what the um, poster said, but I felt like, you know, I kind of got, I got the point of it. <laughs> yeah, it was a school. It was a COVID-19, don't go, you know, all the rules and everything. Oh, it's so funny. But yeah, but he, he came out of school and he, he, he climbed up on to next to the tree and he put his Kermit with these long arms and he tied it up in the tree. And he sort of stood there and he went, take a picture, mummy. Oh, <laughs> I was like, come on, I want to go. And he's like, no, take a picture. I'm not going until you take a picture. Like, I need a photo op. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Isn't it amazing, though, how this how the new generations are so, so social media oriented? It's like in their it's like in their DNA or something. They come into this world like you've got three year olds like maneuvering things on iPads that I can't do. Benji was swiping things when he was a baby. I mean, some people try and keep their kids away from all this tech. And I can I can totally understand Mm -hmm. that. I mean, for Benji, because he's got special needs, he doesn't really have any friends outside of, you know, he, there's people, he, he's not very good at maintaining social relationships because there's no difficulties there. And he's got some little friends in school, but it's, it's very small. But I mean, so for him to do something on social media like that, it's just huge and he enjoys it so much and he gets so much out of it and he gets a sense of community. And so I just think, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. Yeah, my... I sort of encourage him to do it, but then I do have to sort of keep the door shut because yeah. he knows if I'm going live, yeah. he's sort of like, he's coming as well. And it's like... Give him his own show. <laughs> yeah, give him his own, the Benji show. <laughs> I was trying to convince him to like pull an angel card or something together. And he was like, no, nah, I want to do a game of things. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I have to listen to enough about game. Minecraft. <laughs> Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it is when it's other people's kids. When it's your own, just drives you nuts, doesn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So we have um, a few people signing, uh, tuning in right now. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Annetta. Hi, Deborah. Welcome. Thank you for being here. How's everyone and how are you all? How have you been since this? Uh, we had a big full moon eclipse on uh, Friday. We did. Those energies. Big energies. Yeah, Yeah, eclipse are always, they're always, um, they're like, they put the gas pedal to the floor. (laughs) They're like, it's go time. And they do really bring about a lot of change. 
I've been moaning recently that I haven't had any dreams because I like to have the odd one just to sort of see how I'm doing. And, you know, you've been telling me about your amazing dreams and Thomas has good ones as well. And I'm like, where's my dreams? And then the last few days I've had loads of dreams and they've all been a bit crappy. And I'm like, I've had lovely dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I want magical dreams where I'm astral traveling. I wanted magical dreams, not difficult ones that meant I had to sit down and sort out my SHIT. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that was that lovely moon. That was the lovely moon for us, for sure. Oh, so I, I'll rephrase that. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I'm given the, to you know, see my I'm crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you're right. Mine have been really weird and um, like, scattered they've been very scattered but then the pieces they're they're not they're not like the big big magical picture dreams this time around they're the look at this thing you've got to look at this and you have to dissect it and put the pieces together so Mm. yeah no but they have all they have all been they have all been useful I just got to tell you I had a toilet dream (laughs) (laughs) oh they're fine aren't they And because and like, I'm, I'm one of these people, you know, the teeth crumbling dream. I know a lot of people have this and I've had that a lot over the years. Your teeth are suddenly crumbling. Well, I was on the toilet and then the toilet was crumbling. Oh. The porcelain was crumbling like in the same way that it feels like when your teeth crumble. And it was like, so the toilet wouldn't flush. And I was like, oh, God, I can't even get rid of my SHIT now. In the <laughs> oh, room. no. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Symbolism there. Yeah, no. Seems very much because to me the toilet represents the um, the vessel that contains the yuck and the stuff that we got. It's just not serving us anymore. But it also made me feel since the fact that it was crumbling, I felt like it was letting you know like your um, your template, like your earth body template, is actually transforming right before you. You know, it does make me feel like your vessel's changing which might make it more difficult to release because we're just completely disintegrating and dissolving as we're really being rebuilt. Our templates are being rebuilt. Totally, totally. And yeah, that's interesting you say that actually, because I did like, I did like the energy reading on Friday for the month with Sarah. And it was just so apparent how difficult it is what we're in at the moment. And I mean difficult as in challenging, but we're just having to be with a lot of difficulties. Mm-hmm. And I can still stay in touch with it's okay and it's good and all the rest of it. But at the same time, I was really aware of just, you know, the pressure for everybody. But strangely enough, it's like there's a lot of stuff there about the physical for me. So I've started doing more exercise and things than I've done for years. And it's partly because my health has reached a point now where I actually can, because I haven't been able to do this stuff because I haven't been well enough. But I'm sort of going beyond even what I used to do. And I, I went to the fjord this morning, like quarter to seven in the morning. And I was just, I mean, the water's, you know, it wasn't, it's not cold like it was when I started. It's a bit warmer. You can actually go for a swim now. Oh, and I was just like loving mm. being in that water about a quarter to I seven bet. in the morning. Part of me is just laughing, going, because like old Rachel can't believe that this Rachel is sort of doing this. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and there were swans flying mm. over, there was a group of 10. 
then there was a group of 11 then there was a group of three and it was just so magical and I've even because I made a lot of puddings during the coronavirus time you know we've all got a bit wider and it's a bit of a problem because like I don't want to buy a whole new set of clothes but I'll have to if I don't do something I've bought running shoes for the second time in my life wow <laughs> good for you yeah. they won't so much be running but more jogging more jogging but I mean I and I actually feel like doing it I've never yeah oh yeah I feel like I'm okay with walking I don't know that I can get myself to do much more than that but definitely you're right I I, I've I've felt that way too like I need to do something I need to change something and um I know people are commenting talking about what they're experiencing over the weekend and we'll we'll we're gonna um, get to some of your comments in a second but um I just want to say that you know the whole dealing with your SHIT Uh, Speaking of which, you know, Rachel knows that I had a dream about the toilet and having to use the bathroom um, in a hurry (laughs) in my dream about what was that maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago. Week and a half? Yeah, I think it was a couple of weeks. I think it was a couple of weeks. And um, I was trying to put together the messages and I thought that it meant that I, um, because I had a woman in the dream and the the woman um, turned out to be somebody incredibly, incredibly spiritual and sacred that I had never had any connection with before, never knew of before until she presented herself. Um, but besides the point, I was trying to figure out the dream. And I thought that it meant like now that you're, cause she gave me a key and said, you know, now you're, now that you're, now you're ready for me to um, teach you how to perform attunements. And I thought that was really strange because I do perform attunements already. So I guess clearly something else is coming, but the message with the using the bathroom was like, now that you're done releasing your SHIT. So I thought, oh my goodness, I'm done. I get to level up, right? Well, it was kind of like one of those prophetic dreams <laughs> where it didn't quite happen yet. So this whole past week since last Monday's show, last Monday I started, I woke up with feeling these strange stomach spasm pains in my upper stomach, all the way up where your, your, your diaphragm kind of meets your stomach area. And they, it wasn't as bad then, but over the course of the week, it got brutal and it began to really um, make it to the point that I couldn't do anything. I couldn't work. I could hardly eat. Um, and when I did eat, it would send me into spasms again. So I was doing everything I possibly could, but it forced me to really face anything that I was still holding on to. And I did. And it was a lot of like deeply rooted stuff, emotional pain coming up. Um, but so stuff that we don't even realize is there, but it's also at the same time, it was telling me like, it's a reflection at the same time, we're all connected. And mother earth is also going through that same releasing process where she's letting go of all of her stuff and it's coming out in us as well, because you know, we're one. So what she does, we kind of release it and clear it through us and what we do she releases it and clears it through her so there's definitely like a theme going on with the whole and I definitely feel like that full moon eclipse kind of triggered everything for everybody yeah yeah yeah. and that's so that thing I was telling you about the fjord when I was there this morning I was thinking please take all the stuff that I'm not able to let go of at the moment because you know I thought you know from that toilet dream I had I must be having problems with it so like, you know, what you said, like with the, it's harder when you're rebuilding your energy body and a bit, 
it totally makes sense and I did feel so much lighter after I'd had that swim mm-hmm. cycle there like, oh yeah yeah and 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 and, yeah. and it's really kind of also in the in um part of like what you were saying with the feeling like you it's, you want to start going for jogs now and doing things differently. I feel like my body was also telling me that after this shift that I'm about to go through or was going through for a week now, um, it it's going to be time for me to do things differently as well. Maybe considering what I consume. Um, not that I ever really ate that bad to begin with, but definitely shifting a lot I think with what I'm consuming how I'm consuming things and I think this whole lesson is a lot going on right now too about paying attention to our body and our energies really connecting more with our bodies they're coming right down into the physical now they've worked their way down through all these layers and now we're right down in the nitty-gritty of it all so it might seem mundane things that we're talking about but it's not actually it's the most powerful of the most powerful and it's like I think with the the going I was going to say running but that's too grand a word for what I'll be doing I know it is so the jogging and walking that I'll be doing (laughs) (laughs) it's an energy that's coming through me now I've been blocked my whole life from the coronavirus I just came into alignment with something and it won't stop now so I can't you know what I mean I can just feel so I need to go running to sort of get it all moving Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what I was going to say to that is um when there's blockage sometimes um the way that you can move that energy is not just everybody thinks right away like oh I've got to do some sort of chakra work and healing work and yes that's also important But the way that you move energy, and the ancients knew this. This is why, you know, they walked these ancient pathways with the migration and the, um, they danced around, you know, around the fires. And it's the dancing, it's the running, it's the jogging, it's the walking. You are moving energy that way. Yeah. And I was talking to my, my, my good friend Trevor last week, who's on the Saver course with me. And he said, and I was going... I don't really do exercise, Trevor. So, and he's like, you've got to bring the spiritual into it. So instead of doing a room walk, try having a room jog. And I was like, wow, I never thought of that. <laughs> you know, so do, do some, some ways you can do some spiritual dancing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like I, it, you've got them separated in your mind and you need to bring them, bring your spirituality into the movement. I mean, it's, it is, I mean, even channeling, like the way we do channeling, I thought this years ago, because I had this past life memory of being in a Hawaiian, I might have mentioned this to you before, and it was one of my happiest lives, was being a dancer, because they channeled the divine through their dancing, and it was just fantastic, I loved it, I really, it was really strict life, but I loved it, and now, I mean, not with the light language, but sort of with sort of more traditional channeling like I learned. You sat completely still mm-hmm. and, you know, it worked. I mean, there was energies and things coming through, but I mean, completely different to someone dancing around a room. Isn't yeah. It? My, my daughter, um, she just turned 18 and uh, I attuned her this past year to uh, Reiki level one. And um, boy, was that life changing for her. And I, you know, when I talk to my students about attunements and what's going to occur afterwards, it's usually like a gradual adjustment. 
And um, they start to begin like seeing things and expanding themselves more, coming more intuitive, connecting more. It really gradually adjusts them. But my daughter, after the attunement, I always give everybody the opportunity to share if anything came forward during their attunement. And she immediately went into, she was with the Egyptian goddess Isis. And there was a male there who she assumed might have been Osiris. And she was in the middle of a circle of dancing women. And she was she's like, Mom, I was dancing very seductively, very sensually. And I was moving like snakes and serpents. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And it was a ritual dance. It was like an energetic ritual, alchemical dance that she was explaining. Of course, I knew what was going on. And, you know, but for her to tell me something like this and to have this vision, I was like, oh, sister, this is your path. (laughs) This is your path for sure. So absolutely, they did that. That that movement was key to activating, healing, um, clearing, you know, creating we're even creating with that energy so yeah yeah just amazing so um deborah says that uh, the weekend was very tense for her i'm sorry about that deborah hey heidi lynn says i am sh- i am so showing love to everyone so they can feel that powerful truth absolutely that's really what's needed right now hi marie welcome um Heidi says, you are draining the swamp. Oh, are you talking about in regards to uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the drains? <laughs> That's funny. Hi, Minu. Hi, Heather. Welcome. That's... Come on, everyone. Share your toilet yes. dreams. <laughs> let's all have a toilet dream party. <laughs> you know, it's great that we can, like, you know, just laugh and talk about these things. But it's important. Your dreams, I will tell you, especially if you're new to the path or you're new to your journey, your spiritual journey, I will tell you that dreams are the most important tools that we have. And, you know, people always say, I don't dream, I don't have dreams, or I don't remember my dreams. I'm going to tell you right now that by saying that, you're telling yourself that you're blocking yourself. I am a dream oracle, or also known as a dream walker. I work with dreams. I work with dream interpretation. I travel in people's dreams all the time, um, helping them in some way, healing them, protecting them, doing something. You should see the messages that I get. It's very, it's amazing. Um, But these dreams are not just nonsense. They seem like it when they come in. But if you can like write them down, And then even if it doesn't seem like make any sense, just start to kind of dissect it like it's all symbolism coming through because that's what it is. Spirit speaks through symbolism a lot. And um, if you say, you know, I have trouble remembering my dreams, set intentions, call in your higher self and set intentions before bed and say that one, I would like messages through my dreams. And then two, I would like to remember my dreams. And even if you don't remember them upon waking, when you wake up, set the intention you want to remember your dream throughout the day. And it will come back to you. Somebody will say something to you and they'll be your trigger and the whole thing will come flooding back in. So keep at it. Keep at it. Dreams are so important. Yeah. I mean, I I woke up early this morning, like remembering these dreams. And I think it was because my subconscious was making sure that I didn't lose Mm -hmm. it. You know, I I was up at five this morning, writing them down. 
because you know a couple of days ago I was going I want to remember my dream <laughs> so if you, you have to like <laughs> then you have a dream then you have to write mm. it down even yeah <laughs> and I always recommend keeping a journal by your bed um, or even if you know your phone is the first thing that you go to in the morning most phones all have like a little notepad or memo or something even if you can voice memo what you saw and then make sense of it later when you have more time yeah, that's it. Because even fragments, you know, you just tune into that fragment. Even if you just remember one fragment, there's so much you can mm-hmm. do. Yeah, that. and I noticed that when I start writing it down, I'll have it all in my head, but it sounds very, it seems very fragmented. And then the moment that I start writing it down, all of it starts immediately coming back. I start seeing, it's almost like I'm looking at a, um, a picture, like a frozen picture, and then I can like move the picture around and look around once I start writing things down if that makes sense yeah yeah because I I like get the feeling of it just from that fragment it's like I can get the feelings behind it because I'm like really like clairsentient I suppose and so it's like oh it feels as if this and it feels as if this and even if I'm not sure about I just write down like my impressions Mm -hmm. and then it all starts to make a picture and if yeah that's why I'm stuck I just asked Thomas because he's really good. At yeah, and if anything, I mean, you'll remember the parts that you're meant to remember, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, dreams are... Yeah. I'm amazed at times I feel like it's a negative dream, and it's not. But when I wake up, I just feel like, ooh, that was horrible, and it feels negative. And then actually it's not. It's the parts that you're struggling to mm-hmm. integrate and the resistance that you have against it. That's what mm-hmm. you're feeling. So it feels... Mm-hmm. and it's yeah actually the oracles and I actually te- teach uh, a dream we teach dream interpretation and dream workshops and um one of the things about those negative dreams because people are always like I don't like this I'm having these nightmares over and over and over again nightmares are actually meant to get your attention they're scary for a reason because they're memorable it's something that you are being highly advised to pay attention to it doesn't mean that's real it means it's Um, something that's being presented to you to break down and dissect it because it is a message. Also, a lot of times they will bring up our own fears that are disempowering us. So it's there to teach us how to overcome that fear, showing you this is something that's causing you, it's causing you harm. It is taking your power away. So you've got to really look at this fear in the face and work through it. So, and then they'll stop. Mm. The moment you acknowledge that, those dreams will stop because that's what they're for. It's not there to torment you and scare you. It's meant to make you pay attention. Mm. And runes are a really good way of working with your dreams as well and like provoking a dream. And so if anybody wants to find out about that, come to my free Ascension class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> runes pages, put a quick plug that's in there. That's interesting. All right, that I do. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, there's all sorts of ways of working with dreams. So, no one needs to feel like they're powerless if they don't remember their dreams. I didn't used to remember mm-hmm. my dreams at all. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's yeah. like working with your intuition. We all have yeah. the ability. We all come into this world with gifts, but most of the time they're suppressed. They're blocked, um, and that that part of our journey is unlocking them. So every single person in this world is capable of receiving information through dreams, through card reading, through your own intuition, through meditation, through journeying, every single person. It's just, it's like a muscle. 
you've got to exercise it to to really get it working and find the way that's right for you as well it's got to be something that you really like doing and everybody's Mm -hmm. got something because there's just such a myriad of ways of using it isn't there using your intuition it's like yeah yeah and it opens up so many doors it's like the one thing that you know when people come to me and they always ask me you know what do you suggest I'm starting to get more called to doing spiritual work and I want to connect more with I want to get messages more what what do you recommend and for me personally it was oracle card reading oracle card reading um I I did read tarot cards for years but that was way back before oracle cards existed so Oracle card reading for me is like a gateway because it's not about learning how to read the cards. It's learning how to trust your intuition and what you receive. There's no right or wrong way to read a message and a card that pops out will never mean the same thing twice. So it is about that just being the tool to trigger you to start connecting with your clairs, your, your intuition, um, your, your feeling, you know, your hearing, what you pops into your mind, what you see symbolically. So that's one thing that I think is amazing in opening the doorway. And meditation is another one, because I always used to say, I'm not visual. I don't see things. I'm not one of those clairvoyant people. Now, I travel into different worlds, and it just happens because it's like the more that you connect with yourself, the more you keep at something, it opens the door to more and more and more and more. And so Yeah, and you lose you lose the fear, don't you? Which is which is, you know, ninety nine percent of the problem. In the end, you just familiarity breeds contempt. I mean and not that you're contemptuous, it's just in the end, if you keep doing something every day, it's not scary anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. So we all have so much power. We do. We have so much power. And I know I've heard people say, well, I'm, I'm too old to start now. And I'm too, no, no. Ever. All the time you're alive, you're not, you're no. not too and old. I, you know, <laughs> we stumble upon things in life exactly when we're meant to, because that was, that was our time too. We had to maybe go through so many different things in our lives to be able to fully appreciate this new information coming in now, you know, so no, never too old. And a lot of people don't, they don't, they don't believe in themselves. I think there's a false belief out there that in order to be like a psychic or a medium or all these labels that we have in order to be that you've got to be born with that gift. Well, you are born with it, but you might, you might, you might not come into this world knowing that or being able to do that because no. it's not your path. Some people yeah. just have to work at it and that's okay. Also, like, I mean, I've just met so many people who are really sensitive, but they're blocked because of past lives, past cultures. I mean, I would say there's, there's a huge amount yeah. of people like that. So they don't realize, they don't realize because there's just so much stuff in the way. And then you have to do a lot of work to get through all of that. And I think nearly everybody has that to a greater or lesser extent because of the history of the last 3,000 years. It's like, how can it not be there? But I mean, you know, we live in a world of polarity. So there's been times when it's been great to be a psychic or a psychopomp or a shaman or a witch. And there have been times when it's been awful. And you have to live through it all to sort of learn all the soul lessons Mm -hmm. about it, really. And 
just go, it doesn't really matter if people think I'm great or crap because this is what I am. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's sort of that sense, you know, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. If that's what you are, that's what you are. Don't take any notice, really, whether other people think you're fabulous or rubbish because none of it will that's serve right. you. Actually, you're fabulous or rubbish. It's no, it doesn't do that's you right. any good. That's right. I talk all the time about how um, my biggest fear for my almost my whole life was public speaking. And, you know, I was like, oh, I cannot. I would just shut down <laughs> the moment, you know, I had this public speak. And before Facebook Live came out, I actually challenged myself and I did a uh, program with a woman uh, named Melissa Groom from Australia. And it was like a 30 day video challenge. And it, every day you had to record a video. So it wasn't like going live. It was, you recorded a video and you posted it on your business page talking about something regarding your business. And it's basically designed to help get you out of your shell to get you feeling um, more confident and more comfortable in front of the camera. And that's how you basically promote your business. And so I would do this and I actually won the challenge. So it was so surprising. I did a one that 30 day challenge, but I will tell you that the videos made it so much harder for me than just going live because I had too much time to think about what I was doing in the videos and I could stop and I could record it. The moment Facebook Live came out, it was like, it's go time. And I still get really nervous before a live. And we talked about that before. But when I put that camera on, I just speak and I just say whatever I, whatever comes to me, whatever flows to me. And I don't think about that. And um, I don't worry about who's going to like whether or not I'm talking about unicorns and dragons today and think that she's absolutely off her rocker. Um, who's meant for me and who's meant to hear that and they, they'll find you who's meant for you and what you have to say and what you have to share and how you are. They're meant for you. So throw that fear out the window, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm also the same. It's like, you know, the fact that it's live, it means that you can't sort of stand there going, oh, what have I got to say? <clears throat> and then you can't get stuck. You've just got to open your mouth and just say something. And usually, you know, once I get started, mm -hmm. I'm all right, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, having to do, like, a record a video, it's much, much harder because then you feel like you've got mm -hmm. to get it perfect, you know, and it's like, Affection, it just destroys things. <laughs> like, yeah, my my way of doing things, and people ask me about that too, my, my way of doing things is like, you just rip the Band-Aid off, just rip it off and go. <laughs> and they're like, no, <laughs> my way is not for everybody. But that to me, <clears throat> just doing it, 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 it gets it. It's like jumping in the ice cold water. <laughs> you just got to do it. Where do, you, where, do you think, where do you think you get that from? Have you got some <laughs> bloodline or something? That's... I mean... I mean, I definitely have, um, I've got a English and, um, German bloodline background and Irish background as well as a Mexican one. So I think I've, I've got all these blends that are just like, yeah, I think it's probably the Mexican because the Germans are very cautious. They think about things a lot and the English are a bit similar, not entirely, but yeah, it's the, I can see the Mexican thing. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there is uh you know I've got this whole I don't know maybe I could could have to just do with you know I'm also a Scorpio we're kind of truth 
we're just like, there's nothing to it, but to just speak it. You just speak it. Sometimes we don't even think about it. It just happens, you know? So <laughs> maybe that. It helps get it out as well, doesn't it? I mean, you know, there's a lot of things I know now that when I was in my 20s, yeah, I could have done with knowing, but didn't. Yeah, and what's interesting <laughs> about it is that in our 20s, we're so much more, we're so much bolder, I think, too. We're just like, you know, caution to the wind and we don't think about a whole lot. And that's when you would think that you would have a lot to say, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, well, I always had a lot to say, but never, (laughs) never like anything, not in a big public setting, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. I was probably saying all the wrong things at the wrong time. (laughs) Those are called life (laughs) lessons, Rachel. It's just been in your 20s, isn't it? Sorry for anybody's 20s. It's very 20-ist. Oh, the 20s are fun. They're fun. That's when you get to experience everything that you maybe don't want to ever do again. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know, these 20-year-olds are... Yep, they're they're, they're the new star seeds. So, I mean... I was just talking to um, my daughter's boyfriend, who is uh, 21, and my son is also 21. They went to school together. They're in the same age group there, and they don't talk a lot. Like, they're very quiet, very almost, like, uncomfortably quiet at times. And when they both, both my son and my daughter's boyfriend, sometimes will sit down and be like, you know what? What do you think about this? And what comes out of their mouth is hours long conversation of the most advanced spiritual things I have heard. I don't hear adults talk like that. And I'm like, you guys need a podcast. (laughs) Like, this would be amazing. So I would love to hear the 20 somethings really talking about their perspectives because when they get out of their exterior what the world conditions us to talk and do and be they've got some stuff to say and I'm pretty impressed I was one of the I was one of those mama moments where I was like yeah right yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> I'm gonna take the credit for this I don't know if it's fine have a good no but yeah I'm, I'm hoping they listen to me because I want to hear, I want to hear what they have to say, you know. Let me see. Yeah, well, I look forward to that with my kids. I think I need to get a bit older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, you, you, well, your, your, your oldest is what, 17? He's 17, oh. yeah. He mainly wants to talk about cars and iPhones. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's that age. Give him, give him a couple of years. He's going to want to talk yeah. about philosophy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Benji, you still, you've still got quite a ways with Benji. <laughs> Remember, he just wants to talk about cows. He's going Aww. through a move phase. So sweet though. It's moved. precious. I miss when they were that young though, you know, I miss when they didn't, I wish, I miss when they didn't know, know. everything. <laughs> it's just things were simple. Yeah. Yeah, and there's still magic to be found. It's like he's just discovering the world of books mm. at the moment, and it's like he's been reading Wimper Kids, loves Wimper Kids, and now he's on to David 
volumes and it's just like his little face just lighting up and I can remember I can remember like discovering all these sort of things for the first time and it's lovely it's really yeah I'm so happy yeah. reading because it's like quiet Aww. moment of the day <laughs> that's sweet yeah reading is so important reading it, is so important they, he has it he has, definitely has the hyper focus with the ADHD that was my son <laughs> Was stop! Can't stop. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Go yeah. in. So, um, you know how sometimes I like to share something that's kind of been coming forward, and you know I did it with the oh. um, I think I did it with the lilac flower not that long ago, and then I did do it with the sparrow in our private group. Um, so mm. there's another flower that has been making itself known these past couple of days and, um, very consistently. And so I, I have a flower Oracle card deck that I work with from time to time when I feel like I need to connect with a flower's energy more and kind of like this one's coming forward and it was the bleeding hearts. And I don't know if you, I know you have them. I know that I've seen them in England and I've seen them in, I've seen them in Wales. I want to say, seen them in England, seen them in Wales, but they might have a different name. We call them bleeding hearts. And, um, like the next day, uh, my, my, my friend, Karen, she pulled her flower cards from a completely different deck and it was bleeding hearts. And then I went to the grocery store and there was a massive bleeding heart bush, like for available for purchase. And I was, Oh, let me see if I can show it to you with my flower card deck. This isn't the greatest photo of them. It's not the greatest photo of them. But they open up. They look like these little heart-shaped pods. They do come in different colors. But the most common I see is, is it fuchsia? Is there something called fuchsia that might also be one? They look like a heart. And then they open up. And this little, it almost looks like a little fairy person drops and hangs out of them. But it also has like a little teeny tiny heart shape hanging off of it. So... I was like, okay, let me, let me connect with bleeding heart. Now the word itself says a lot, bleeding heart. So for those of you who know that I said that, you know, I, I mentioned the pain that I was having in my um, upper, higher, upper stomach area. That's also a chakra known as the three Padma. And that's actually considered our lower heart, our spiritual heart center. And I, 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 I knew that, but I don't really work with it that frequently. I know I've worked with it with you, Rachel. Rachel has brought it forward with some workshops and things that she does. Um, but it isn't something that I regularly connect and work with. And um, so the pain, as I was getting a lot of my messages about how to heal it and work through it and what was going on, I did keep getting a lot of messages about it being my spiritual heart. And that... You know, if you think about what's going on right now in the world, it does feel like when people express how it makes them feel, it's like, you know, it's heartbreaking. My heart is broken. My heart hurts for what's going on right now. And the message, the main message that Bleeding Heart brings forward for all of us is that a broken heart is an open heart. And it's something that we don't really think about because a lot of times we try to protect ourselves from having a, a broken heart. We, we get into that defensive place and we put up walls so that we don't get a broken heart. But when you, when something breaks, fully breaks open, 
that's the way, that's when the real work can start happening. When you really break ground, that's how light gets in. And if you think about crystals that everybody goes out and buys for the rainbows that are in them, do you realize that those crystals, the reason they can have rainbows inside of them is because they were broken. Something broke inside that allowed the fracks of light to come inside and create that rainbow prism effect. So right now what's happening is our hearts are being broken. They're bleeding, they're crying, they're hurting. But in that process, our hearts are being broken open so that the rays of cosmic light can flow in from the cosmic heart to bring us to that place of being able to hold more love. Um, another thing that the bleeding ray or bleeding ray, <laughs> the bleeding hearts work with is conditioning and comforting and nurturing our heart chakras. So they really do bring us into that place of being able to, um, especially for those that feel like they have broken hearts or shut their hearts down due to fear, due to loss, due to abandonment issues, which is a big thing that's happening in the world for the last how many months. So bleeding heart comes in to bring us that nurturance, that loving energy to help heal and restore light and love to our hearts. So not resisting is a, not a message that we're not used. It's a message that we're not used to when, you know, people say, well, you know, what happens when your heart gets broken and people shut down, they never want to experience that again. And you say, well, no, the point is to feel it experience it, and then open yourself up even more vulnerably to let more love in to try again, because the point is to be, is to love and be loved. So I think that if everyone could take some time, maybe this week, even if you don't have bleeding hearts in your area, you can, they all have spirits, like we talk about with trees and, and with crystals. If you could take a few moments just to call in the spirit of bleeding heart, it will work with you in that way, in the same way as though you had the plant in your presence or if you were taking the flower essence internally, the same thing. So I think that's important for what we're feeling now. And with the month of May, we do know that that channeled message that came through Yeshua and the dolphins was all about how humans were going to have their hearts opened like never before. Mm-hmm. It takes devastating traumatic situations to break our hearts to make them open to even more love and to be able to give it to one one another more freely yes because that is the nature of the the ego personality is to do what it knows and to get into kind of concrete ways of being and it feels like when you were talking about the bleeding hole (laughs) possibly future I'm not, I'm not a great garden person, but, um, well, I love flowers, but I don't remember their names very well. It feels like maybe that's here to, like, support that process, because it does feel like whenever we start to, our energy bodies are starting to settle down and go back into its familiar patterns, it's, the universe is going, nope, <laughs> and it's like, open it all up again. I mean, I had, a, I had a thing happen last week. I've been using eBay for years. I've never had a problem. And then suddenly I've had this horrendous woman that I bought some stuff for just being absolutely horrendous. And the whole thing's gone wrong. And I keep writing to her saying, 
but you're supposed to help me. You're the seller. Has something gone wrong here? And she just keeps writing back and just basically shouting at me, Ooh. you know, verbally. And she won't help me at all. And I got really upset about it. And I thought, right, I've just got to write all this down. And what I do is like when something's really getting to me like that, it's like there's something in this for me. So I write it all down without any censorship at all. And I wrote down, um, it's the experience of someone being angry with me when I actually need them to help me. <laughs> it's traumatic. And it was things from my childhood. And I connected with it and I felt the pain. And then it was fine. <laughs> it's like, you know, I had a week of stress about that. But I mean, a week, that's not a long time. So I think it feels like things are moving much more. And it's interesting that you said that because um, my, the pain that I've been having, the, it's like spasms in that upper, higher stomach area. Um, when I sat down and I connected and asked, you know, okay, because there's some deeply rooted emotional stuff and it's connected to that heart chakra stuff. It was very much the same, and it was a week long of suffering, which I'm still just, I'm not fully recovered, but it is doing much, much, much better. Um, but it was the, all, a very similar situation where people who I'm needing help and I'm asking for help from are getting mad at me. So it was a very similar, yeah. it wasn't the only thing, but that was a very similar theme. So that's very fascinating. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this woman, she's like, it's so irrational the way she's behaving because like I've been quite polite and then she's just writing back to me going I've done everything I can for you and she's oh, done nothing yeah. basically she hasn't done anything <laughs> why I didn't I didn't get any notifications or anything and then so but in, in because it's so extreme it sort of makes it easier to look at Okay, there's something going on here. No, I'm not and just maybe this is this. part of her <laughs> own issues too that she might have regarding feeling, um, feeling as though you know when you have that whole like you go to that defensive place when you have done something wrong, but yeah. you don't you don't want to admit that you've done something wrong. It's like the guilt that comes along with that and getting defensive the moment you feel someone saying you did something wrong. Yeah, because I get really caught up in caretaking dynamics, you know, because I used to be a nurse and a lot of nurses suffer from this syndrome. And that means we start to worry more about the other person and what's happening for them. And I went and pulled a room. And that was really interesting because I got the NAUD room that I was talking about the other week. And the NAUD is really connected to the norns. And the norns are, you know, they keep the web of weird in balance. And I asked the norns, I was like, okay, I can feel the norns are involved here. What is it you, you need me to know? And they were like, you're here to keep the balance. This person is acting outrageously. What are you going to do about it? And I was just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, because of course my, you know, like I said, my, you know, my automatic behavior, although I don't let myself do it these days, but I still have the urge is to, you know find out what's wrong for the other person and the norms were like no you you know you need to like call this person out basically and you know I won't right. do it aggressively I won't vindictively try to just carry character assassinate her but it's really not okay what she's doing and perhaps she's been doing this to a lot of people and being outrageous yes, and, it, and it needs to be pointed out so, 
you know, I need to go through complaints for season. Yeah. And, and it's also honoring it. yourself, you know, honoring that what is being done is an injustice. It is an injustice. Yeah. So that's a theme right now. The norms are really good to work with like that because they have a whole other paradigm of what it is to be a woman than the ones we've grown up with. And, you know, most of us, to be honest, could do with like, I mean, it was a bit like, it's another dream of um, Jamie, so I hope I don't you don't mind me mentioning it, but Jamie had another dream where there was a Nordic woman and she was being very <laughs> Scandinavian. <She> <laughs> and of course, the Norns are very Scandinavian and it's like they have a whole other way of being female. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and she, she pretty yeah. much, um, I had a very, like, uh, Viking-like style hair head like hair on and I was aware in the dream that it wasn't my real hair it was an ex- like a um an extension piece that I was wearing but it looked very much like something out of like the shield maidens that would they would wear and I was in a crowded place it looked like some sort of a stadium or something and there were all of these like viking type of men and women there drinking very bawdy and loud and I remember walking past and there was a man that just kept staring and watching me like he was waiting to see what I was going to do and then there was the female and she came up to me and she tugged on the back of my hair and she said you're going to wear that hair, you better wear that hair. You know, like if you're going to wear it, if you're going to wear it, then you better own it type of thing. So yeah, it was kind of like, listen, this is what it is. You need to own this. And it it seemed like she was being aggressive to me. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, she gonna like want to fight me or something in this dream. But no, really, she was a guide for me. That's, that's, that's just the way they are. She was very boldly telling me to like, you're going to do something, do it, stand in it, stand in your power, stand in your truth of who you are. So yes, thank you for mentioning that. Cause I hadn't even, I hadn't thought about that dream in quite a bit, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about them a lot because yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to do I'm another excited. workshop with the norm. So they're sort of entering into the bloodstream yeah. at the moment, but you know, as a woman who's becoming an older woman, the norms are also giving me a fresh, um, idea of purpose as well, you know, because like in, in our culture, a woman in her 50s or 60s is sort of losing the something, gaming. but to the norms, mm. no, that's right, <laughs> you're just beginning. It's like they have so much use for us and what we have to say, and you know, I think it's true. I sort of like, if I remember my mum because she passed in 96, my mum. And, you know, she, there were so many things she didn't say. There were so many things she wasn't saying to the world. And so much of her generation of that age was the same. And it's like, I think the world would be a better place if we learn how to say these things. But again, there's a lot of um, conditioning to get rid of, but the norm, get in with the norm. I like them. Yeah, so that would be, I know uh, Heidi Lynn, I saw her comment saying um, she was very interested in the rune work that you do. So um, you'll definitely have to check out her other. Do you want to let her know what page so she can come to follow? Yes, the page is called Ascension Runes. And just, yeah, look on there, you'll find everything. I'm glad I called that one a nice, (laughs) easy name. (laughs) My email addresses, I have about three or four email addresses and they're all really long yeah 
Well, the short ones are taken, though, aren't they? Or you have to do, like, 15-number sequences with a special character symbol in order to get, you know, it is a lot. My life, life, all these different things, that technology I have to use, have so many different accounts, emails, passwords, you know. And then when when you get one of those emails and it says, for your password, you have to have 15 capital letters, 15 symbols, 15. Yeah. You're like, no, I yeah, no, I'm never going to remember that. Wow. So we do have uh, quite a few people tuning in. Um, Alexandra popped in and Heidi and Doreen and Carmela and Jerry. Welcome, Dawn. Um, Naomi, if I'm missing anybody, I do apologize. Uh, Heidi just says, I had a dream about six years ago that we were all going uh, to have a financial reset. I remember telling my husband that one day we won't have to worry about money, credit score, etc. cetera. Uh, so beautiful to see what is happening now in the world, especially here in the United States. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And that would be what we considered prof- a prophetic, a prophetic dream. And uh, yes, I do believe that that is accurate. I feel like eventually we won't need to worry about any of that. Um, Let's see. The power in Christ consciousness is heaven on earth. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we're doing here. And we, we as humans are heaven on earth. We are spirit in physical manifest. So it is about opening ourselves to bring that. And that's, that's what we're, that's the point of all of this is that we are bringing heaven and anchoring it into earth now so that it is, we are that, um, we're all in that, that oneness now. It's all, uh, the higher alignment here now happening versus the the way that kind of things, you know, we've been so disconnected, so much in separation from source. So, yeah. Um, and she mm-hmm. says that we have bleeding hearts in the United States. Yes, I'm also in the United States, Heidi. I'm in New Jersey. And um, I actually do have two bleeding heart plants um, that I just planted not that long ago, which is also interesting, isn't it? I gotta, I gotta tell you something, Jamie, because this will make you laugh, but you'll like it. My son, Josh, who's seventeen, he doesn't watch this, oh, but he always likes that's it. That's sweet. Thank knows, you, Josh. But, you know, I like it. He's, he's, he's of the age he knows how to give media support, you know. <laughs> but he, so he, he, he didn't know you were American. He went, she's <laughs> very young, isn't she? <laughs> I said, she is. She is, Josh. And he went. Oh, did it, did she be my girlfriend? <laughs> my heart. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well. well, thank you. You are my new favorite person, Josh. <laughs> thank you. Well, I do moisturize quite a bit. And <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually had that. That's sweetheart. That That's a, your sweetheart. Thank you so much. That's sweet. Um, he didn't know that I was American. I don't sound like I have an American accent. No, he, uh, he, he doesn't actually listen to us or watch us. He just sees okay. the, the still frame. Goes, oh, I was going to say, because sometimes I do be like silly that. and I do bounce between accents, like goofing around. And sometimes I forget that I'm doing it. <laughs> so, but We can't, we have to be talking okay. about football. For well, that is listen. so sweet. Not, no, my children are older than you. <laughs> <laughs> that would not, no. And it's funny because one time my, my son, um, who is 21 now, but he may have been like 19 or 20 at the time, he was having some um, chest 
palpitations and he, he felt like he couldn't breathe. So we couldn't figure it out. So we ended up taking him to the emergency room and the doctor came in and, you know, you just get the whoever's on call doctor. And he was talking um, to my son, asking him all these questions that my son didn't know. So I would answer for my son and you could tell the doctor was getting incredibly annoyed. And then finally, at one point, he kind of snaps his head back because he's asking my son about questions from his childhood that, you know, let's face it, he doesn't know his, his history of things. Um, I'm not putting two and two together why this doctor is getting so annoyed with me. And then he finally whips his head around. He was like, boy, for his girlfriend, you do know a whole lot about his history. (laughs) I said, well, (laughs) that could possibly be because I'm his mother, sir. So I got very stern with him and he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't even believe And he completely changed the whole conversation, addressed me with much more respect after that point. But it was really funny. And I, just, I forget sometimes that people think I do look so young. I Thank you. I'm 39. I am 39. I didn't have children when I was 15. <laughs> so, oh, love that. I think that it's the youth. You have to keep the youth in you. You've got the light and the laughter and the silliness. Yeah, definitely. Have a childlike sense of humor. It works. <laughs> oh, but yeah, one serious thing. It's, it's World Oceans Day today. So I thought we could do a. And I did not know that. A I did not know that it was World Ocean, Ocean Day. And that's sad because there's not a lot of promoting, but you'll get World This Day, World That Day. And the ocean is incredibly important. Incredibly important. It is. So I'm going to put that in my diary for next year. I think the Canadians, I looked it up on Wikipedia, the Canadians started it in 2000 mm. something. But it mainly, cause it's mainly the diving lot that do something. They go out and they pick up like stuff from the, from the mm. bottom of the ocean. But as you know, esoteric people, there is a lot we can do with meditations and to clean things up and all the rest of it. So that is part of the work that I do, actually. But I, I, it's something I'm getting to in one of the programs that I'm doing. So I haven't sort of got to that point yet. But, but next year, I'll have done it. So by next year, I'll be able to really add a contribution to that. But, but, but meanwhile, perhaps um, those of us watching and listening can imagine that we're standing in a circle together around the planet. And we're looking down on beautiful Gaia, Mother Earth, and all of the seas that cover so much of that surface. And the seas, yeah, it's like it's like the blood of the planet. It feeds everything. Nothing would work if it's not flowing. So it is very much our lifeblood as well, and just contains all of that fantastic life and all the things we love the dolphins and the whales and beautiful mermen and merwomen as well and all of that kind of thing so let's just imagine like from our hearts we're just breathing out just like pure love towards the ocean and also towards the whole of humanity because it's our consciousness that needs to come into a place of like unity and harmony and that's what we're all 
working for. So we're getting there one step at a time. Just see those seas and those oceans in a state of pristine purity. Imagine them as you know they need to be, like energetically, just feel or see or just simply have the intent of just them being beautifully how they were before we came along <laughs> and all of the damage happened. So it was just like a reset for a time when everything was just working perfectly and in harmony. And of course we can get to this again and we will get to this again because human beings are absolutely ingenious. And as Jamie said, we are, you know, we are the heaven on earth. We are connected to spirit. All the solutions are in the mind of the divine. The divine has a perfect plan built upon a rock and we are putting it into piece, one piece at a time, grounding it one step at a time. Oceans, we love you. Blessed be. Blessed be. Oh, that was beautiful, Rachel. Thank you. Mm. I was seeing symbols mm. coming in, yeah. almost like um, diamond, like diamond symbols, but they were were interesting because it wasn't a full diamond it was definitely two triangles together coming in and almost like I saw them inserting into a lotus in the ocean so that's very beautiful mm. oh I love the sea so much and I can just feel all this love like coming out of my heart it's like oh it's just wonderful and it's in, it's interesting because we called the page evolving mm -hmm. into the cosmic heart and then there's all these heart things coming up now and me and Jamie are starting to do light transmissions as yes. well for like individual people we're just making our first tentative steps this week and the and the first thing that came in was like I was seeing like first part of it you're like building this like light matrix and it's sort of wider above the crown and then it comes down to the heart it's like this it's almost like a vase that you pull like the light into and I was like wow it's all about the heart again it is it's all, all about <laughs> it is it's all about the heart that is our <laughs> that is our that's the heart I think has been the most yeah. negatively impacted these last couple thousands of years um and the I feel like once we un if you think about where the heart placement is you've it's smack in this. It's the bridge between the higher and the lower chakras. So um, I feel like if we expand and open and unblock that, the rest is just going to follow. So I, that's where the, that's, and, and, and where we're going, you know, it's like new earth consciousness. It's like love consciousness, you know? Yeah. That's it. And it helps like communities, like, you know, we're building here mm -hmm. and other people on yeah. Facebook. Other, you know, whatever. This is what we need. Mm -hmm. We've been having a hard time and we've got to learn how mm -hmm. to be with people who like us. Absolutely. <laughs> and the ascension, the ascension energies that are coming in are, um, they're here to, to assist us all in ascending, in transcending the old patterns and programs and karma and density so that we can all come. We, it's about us. It's not one of us can rise above the other. We've got to rise together. 
And so uh, Rachel and I's light transmissions are designed to assist in that. And we do receive um, customized light transmission between light language, which is light code, vocal toning. And uh, Rachel has been singing, I'm going to refer to it as light song, because it is Sanskrit, you are doing mantras um, that come out with that. And Sanskrit is believed to be one of the first languages on earth, as well as an ancient form of light language. So I'm going to call it light song. So light song, light language, vocal toning, it is custom to your specific situation. And it is a recorded transmission for $55 and uh, $33 if you are a member of our private Evolving into the Cosmic Heart Ascension group. Um, so if you're interested in joining that and receiving more information, you can reach out to us or find the group's links on our page. Um, and if not, and you just want to have a session, you can also just have a session with us. And we do a little bit of talking first to find out what it is that you most think you need help with or what we can most do for you. So very customized. And again, these are like tweaking and opening and expanding to allow you to be able to transcend what's going on. So, yeah, but I, I'm 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 really grateful to be able to do these um, podcasts or shows or whatever you want to call them with you, Jamie, and with everyone that Likewise. comes along to listen because it just it, it does. I can feel the magic and. I can also also feel there's like energy flow in while we're doing it. We're not just having a conversation. Oh yeah, I often say spirit loves to take every opportunity they can to get a to reach a wide amount of people at the same time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I can tell you, it's really magical for my <laughs> little Rachel, my inner child. She's like, Yep, we need that. We need the healing, bringing back the innocence, bringing back the purity. Yes? No, I think that's us, isn't it, for this week? No. We went a little bit over today. It's okay. All right, everyone. Well, we we, um, appreciate all of you being here, listening to us chat away and just, you know, have fun conversations and we appreciate your input and we um even if we don't get to your comments live we do always check back comments afterwards so we will be doing that and we appreciate all of those so thank you everybody i hope that you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you next week as well yes. bye. bye take care now, everybody